0: This is Sam Scuffs. My name is Davelle Lee, and this is our mini-series, The Blanket Fort Sessions. In the series, I'll be reading personal essays that I've collected from some friends on how they managed to discover connection during the circuit breaker. This is the fifth essay in this series, and (laughs) it comes really, really late, and I'm sorry. I thought I'd round this series up with one of my favourite writers. She's also a dear friend. The Secret Lives of Housewives My mother washes her garlic cloves before they are peeled. Her guilty pleasure is scrolling through questionable Instagram ads for kitchen appliances. When she opens her colouring books, she holds up a turquoise pencil and wonders if it is blue or green she stopped drinking coffee. Every other day, she thinks it's time to boil barley water, because it apparently solves all ailments, even the stubborn pimples on my chin. For as long as I can remember, what my mother did on weekday mornings and afternoons were a mystery. While I overstayed my time in school until shadows grew long on the grounds, and eventually started disappearing for 12 hours in a day. She was living what I call the secret life of housewives. A vacuum of time where somehow, her and a group of friends mysteriously managed to occupy themselves. I used to mock her whenever she said she was busy all day. If gym sessions, lunch with friends, and grocery shopping constitute a busy day, then I too would like to be inducted. If her life was an unknown to me, mine was probably similarly unknown to her. For years, I spent most of my waking hours away from home. Home was where I felt restricted, where I had to be conservative, apolitical, non-sexual. I found my freedom in the arms of boys I thought I loved, in thoughtful conversations with friends, in the stories I chose to tell at work. Home made me feel resentful, because of the absence of what I could say, but did not. Our worlds, once separate, have now abruptly collided. It is strange to think that the last time I spent this much time with my mother was before my years of education began. It should feel like a regression to childhood but it surprises me that it does not. I believe that my mother started seeing me as less of a child and more like an ally when my father passed away. But it was in quarantine where we both started to see each other as independent adults. Her life is not only no longer shrouded in my derision for what she does, or does not do. But rather, her life is now mine. Our routines, habits, meals, even television preferences have come together so seamlessly that it seems less of a collision and more of a partnership. I cook, she washes. I do my Zoom workouts in the evening, and she goes for walks. We come back together for dinner and a daily consumption of Korean variety programs. Sometimes I wonder, where did all the resentment go? My relationship with my mother, always so fraught, has never been more companionable. My guess is that the resentment has been subsumed by observations and respect. Through the way I see my mother running the household I see her meticulous attention to detail. I see her discipline in creating routines, in keeping herself healthy by regular stretches and walks. I see that her love for K content is not mindless, but because she is stimulated by the verbal sparring between variety hosts. She tells me that for housewives like her, they have spent years learning how to occupy their time since their children gained their independence. I see her resilience as her fingers move quickly to make folds in dumpling dough. As I see her, she also sees me. I am still the conservative, apolitical, non-sexual child in her house, but it no longer feels like a restriction. Because what she does see now are aspects of me that are also authentic, and in that honesty comes understanding. She hears my work calls, and how I speak with confidence and authority. She speculated if two of my colleagues were dating. They weren't. She guesses which disembodied voice must be my boss. She now knows the names of my friends who send me gifts of food through delivery men. Once skeptical of my cooking, she now prefers my spaghetti over the ones we order in. She also discovered that I don't and have never washed garlic cloves before I peel them. As the world outside our bubble rages and burns and where headlines feel more like fiction than fact, there is some relief in knowing that my mother now sees me, not all of me with more clearly defined edges. In being thrown together, not by choice, we now see each other.
1: I mean, it's quite funny because literally the day before Circuit Breaker, I was literally texting all my friends going, I'm going to go nuts, like, I'm going to kill her, she's going to kill me. We're going to have the worst relationship ever at home. So to experience the opposite was, I mean, a, a pleasant surprise. And I do think that a lot of the things we learned about each other will stick.
0: I gave Clara a call to find out how she's doing, and she shared how some of her mom's most admirable character traits emerged while they were in lockdown together.
1: My mom has always been a really practical person. Like, she's not super emotional. She is the kind of person where she's just like, you know what, like, if bad thing's happen, you deal with it. So she's like a problem solver. And I think now that I see her so often and in such like unusual circumstances, I realize that she's actually really very resilient. Like, a lot of my friends are like, oh my God, like, you know, boomers. Like, <laughs> my parents keep wanting to go out. My parents are so bored. My parents are like, you know, I don't know what to do, things like that. And she's just really taken the whole pandemic on the train. And she's like, nope, we're just going to stay here. I'm just not going to go out unless I really have to. And I'm going to keep myself very busy. So I was a bit afraid that she was just going to like become a potato. <laughs> like, you know, become one with the couch. <laughs> um, and just like watch Korean dramas until her brain goes to mush. But actually she's kind of implemented her own routines and she occupies herself in the day with various activities which is something that I think I mean to have that kind of discipline was really pretty amazing. I do think that in more recent times I do see myself a little more like my mother's daughter. Like I think in the past I always saw myself as my father's daughter because my dad is more emotional and... I'm also more of an emotional person. Like, I always joke that my mom is the one who is like, no feelings, son. <laughs> but I do think that how I've dealt with the pandemic and various difficult things recently, like my dad passing at the start of this year, I also realized that, oh, actually, this tenacity and this resilience is actually from my mom. Without certain extreme events, I. I honestly don't know and I don't think that my relationship with my mom would have gotten to the stage that it is now. Because there was kind of no reason why we would be forced to spend so much time together, which is quite sad. When I didn't feel like home was a very safe space in that I didn't feel very accepted and I didn't feel like I could be 100% myself then there was almost no point in investing in relationships that I had at home. So it's not that I don't love my family or I ever doubted that my family loved me. I think I just felt like I fell into the role of being a child and I didn't really bother to evolve that relationship further because I was developing it elsewhere with my friends, with my partners, at work, so, kind of all my energy and effort was channeled in those directions. So, it just kind of stagnated in a very like parent child relationship, even though technically I'm a fully grown adult, <laughs> but they continue to see me as a child and I see them as parents, and that kind of relationship just didn't progress. Whereas now I feel like my mom and I, even though, of course, I acknowledge she's still my mom. And she still has the respect that any parent should have. But I do feel now that I like her more as a person rather than just as my mom.
0: I asked why her mom was a mystery to her for so long and why she struggled for so many years to be seen by her parents.
1: One reason why parent child relationships are so complicated is exactly what you said about one party feeling that the other person doesn't see them. I can just imagine like a parent maybe not feeling seen and needed by their child and maybe normalising and moving on and when it's the child's turn to want to be seen, the parent is not giving that attention back. So sometimes it's like, I wish it was more common that both parties had the same need at the same time but I guess in everyday normal life when you're caught up with work and family, it's just you kind of just miss each other at different times, I guess.
0: Yeah. God, that's so true and so tragic. (laughs) I thought about this a lot. About how we want so desperately to be seen by the ones we love until one day, we stop wanting it. And when they finally reach out, when they finally do the thing we've been yearning for from them for years and years of our lives, We can't even look at them in the eye. I thought about my own mother, and how I wished all my life. How I still wish that she would see me. Maybe I just never saw her. Thanks for listening, and a big thank you to Clara for her beautiful essay. Clara calls herself a professional storyteller, which is a fancy way of saying that she writes about other people's lives for a living. When she's not writing, she's worrying about whose feelings she might have hurt, despairing about the state of the world, and wondering when she can eat her next bowl of pasta. If you have a personal essay that you'd like to share about how the pandemic is changing the way you connect with people, Let us know, drop me an email, give me a shout. I know it's been a while since I started this whole series but times have been interesting and we've got some really cool developments that I can't wait to share with you. Um, So yeah, stay tuned. The music for this podcast was provided by Sobs and sound design is by lee de